This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Love you guys. I just want to pray before we get into the Word. If you want to turn to 2 Kings chapter 20, and then uh, we're going to jump right in to this. So 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1. That's where we're going to start, and just let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everybody that is gathering around your word right now to hear from you. Uh, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. I pray, Lord, that that um, I don't speak. I pray that Christ in me speaks, and uh, I pray that I don't just speak to people. I pray that Christ in me speaks to the Christ in them, and that we are changed uh, by your Spirit transformed by your word today in Jesus name everybody said amen all right let's jump right in really stoked to be able to uh, teach this word um, uh, this morning and so if once again second Kings chapter 20 verse 1 and I'm just gonna jump right in start reading here and this is about um, Hezekiah he's a king in Judah um, for some time he did a lot of great things he, one of the main things he did was restored worship because there was a lot of ungodly um, worship that wasn't to God happening in the midst of God's people. And he uh, brought back worship. Powerful, powerful uh, history with this man of God. And I'm just gonna look at one portion of his life here. Um, but in, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. Uh, went to him and said to him, thus says the Lord. This is so powerful. I, I'm going to continue reading that. But to have somebody in your life that hears from God is important. It's not one of my points I've written down and studied about, but I'm here to tell you right now that people that can hear from God uh, being in your life matter. It matters who you give um, access to speak into your life, and it matters that you have somebody that can hear from God, that can speak into your life. He's sick, he's about to die, but there was a person in his life, a prophet, that could speak into his life. And um, and this this changed everything, right here, it changed everything, that there was a man of God that was, that was able to come to him. Something negative was about to happen, something bad, something tragic was about to happen to a man of God, but a person, heard from God for them and told them that. How many times, I'm sure, uh, there's a, uh, a lot of stories that for people in our community, I mean, my, me, myself, so many times when somebody heard from God for me, changed everything, changed everything, shifted everything. And here it is, he said, thus says the Lord. We need to have people in our life that got a word from God for us. Uh, I'm going to say it again. You got to have people in your life that have a word, word from God, not, not just their opinion, not just what they think, but really be able to hear from God. They don't have to come and say, thus says the Lord. Although, hey, I'll take it. If it's God and you can, you can say that, I will receive it. But there's something so powerful about relationships. Relationships are extremely important and they are powerful. And, and here it is, thus says the Lord, set your house in order. Set your house in order for you shall die and not live. You're going to die. 
He's sick. I'm not laughing because he's going to die. I'm just saying it's serious. This is serious. He's, he's sick. He's going to die. And, and, and um, he said, set your house in order. And so um, set your house in order. That there is um, in the heart of God and in the way God does things, God is a God of order. And I don't necessarily just mean organized. There's more to this than that. It is just God's way. God does things for a reason. There is a purpose for how he places things in people and situations. God is a God of order. And so uh, that is my first point, is divine, divine order matters to God. And so really what we're gonna talk about today, and I didn't really say this specifically when we first opened up, but we're gonna talk about what matters to God. I think for the, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about really uh, what matters um, in light of our life and what matters, what should matter. But, but today we're gonna specifically talk about what matters to God. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, order matters to God, his order, his arrangement of things, okay? And order is just that. It's God's arrangement. It's God's way. And his ways are higher than our ways. The way he orders things and people, the Bible says that our steps are ordered. There is divine order coming from God, coming from heaven. And this matters to God. We can't just come up come into the kingdom and just kind of do how we want, when we want, um, because we want. There is an order. We are submitted to a king. His order is, is going to bring life. His order is going to bring blessing, but it's his order. And our ways, our order, the way we do things in our mind, in our human nature does not always line up with his order. So the prophet came and said, man, get your house in order. Get your house in order. So when God shows up, he always comes with order. Think about it. At creation, the earth was formless and void and the darkness was on the face of the deep. And God said, God said, God showed up in chaos and he said, let there be light and there was light. And then he divided the day and the night and called, called the, the, uh, he called the darkness, he divided the light and the darkness and he called the darkness night and the, he called uh, the light day. And, and the Bible says when he said, let there be light, he it was good. It was good to him. When God created the universe, it was chaos and he brought order to it. God does not dwell in the chaos. Now hear what I'm saying. He brings order to the chaos and brings light to the darkness. And then God breathes light into the order he creates. Doesn't mean that we don't go through chaotic times. But I'm here to tell you, there's coming a point in our life when the chaos must come to order, when, when the mess must be cleaned up, when, when, when there's just that order. It's just the way God moves and operates. When he created us from the dust, created us, he created order from the dust, and then he breathed life into the, the, the order he created, right? The structure he created. When... Um, when Ezekiel prophesied to the bones, it was, the Bible says a bunch of messy bones. And, and, and he said, you know, let these, can these bones live, right? And, he, and, and the, the word of the Lord, what happened to the, to the valley? It was a valley of dry bones, just a mess. God shows up, his word showed up, those bones came together, 
sin you came to those bones, skin on those bones, then breathe into those and made a mighty army. When there is chaos, it doesn't, look, God is attracted to chaos, but he doesn't dwell in chaos. He, 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 is, he moves toward chaos, but he will bring order to the chaos. And when he brings order to the chaos, he's gonna breathe life into the order he created. And that's the life of God. And that's how God operates. So, so really, order matters to God, divine order. I was sharing with some of our team here. I, I noticed these characteristics in my children a little bit. You know, and I don't wanna dumb down the order of heaven and God's order just to organization, but I believe that God created us to create order to bring order to something so that life can flow. Um, I notice how just my children, just without being taught how to do, do things specifically, there's certain things they just do, that they care about something, they bring order to it. Uh, my, my son, when he makes my bed, uh, when he makes it, doesn't make it all the time, but when he does, when he does it and he applies himself to the chaos, Right? How many of us, when we get up out of our bed, that bed is chaotic. There's just, you know, and, and so Nico has all these stuffed animals on his bed. And when he first gets up, there's chaos there. But he's like, man, when he makes his bed, he, he makes it. He, he, he puts the sheet uh, uh, over it and, 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 and the blanket is this really nice, uh, really comfy blanket, right? And he's got all his stuffed animals. He brings order to it. It's just, it's, it, we were created in the image of God. We were created to bring order to things so that life can flow. And my daughter's the same way. I notice when my son will play with his cars at times, he'll, he'll get them all in the kitchen, right? Probably not the best place to play with cars, but we, it's all good, we let him do it. And he'll line his cars up all the way down in a line. And I'm, I'm so fascinated that a five-year-old can just apply himself to just do something like that. I'm like, well, what are you doing here? And he, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that divine order, that divine order, he's playing with cards, I call it divine order, but that order he brings, there, there's something about that in the heart of God. All right, check this out, Isaiah chapter nine, verse seven. Let's look at this, divine order. Divine order matters to God. We bring order to things. There's divine order in everything that God wants to do in our lives. Isaiah nine, seven says this, of the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. It's the kingdom of God, what? To order it, to order it, to arrange it his way, to arrange it, to order it and establish it with, establish it with judgment and justice. Judgment is, is it, judgment and justice is the foundation of the throne. Righteousness, judgment is, is the definition of what is right and wrong. To look at a thing and say that is wrong and that is right. So let's make it right. That's judgment. Judgment from God's perspective isn't that we as God's people judge people. No, we judge situations. We, 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 we look at things that they're right or wrong. It's, 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 it's defining that. that. That's part of our walk with God. And justice, which is doing right for those that have been done wrong. We want to be people that walk in righteousness, what is right and justice, doing the right thing for those that have been done wrong, right? Uh, from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is the point with this, is order it. God orders it. 
God orders it. He just doesn't do things. He just doesn't, he, he just doesn't, um, there, there, there's always a, a reason for the way God does things. There's, a, there's an order to it. Divine order is from God. And we want to submit to that arrangement, submit to that order. You know, God ordered that a man be married to a woman. That is divine order. That is the order of God in the marriage. God ordered that, that, uh, that a father and a mother are to, are to uh, raise their children, right? And all of us have grown up in environments where these things were not in order. And us um, submitting to God order doesn't mean we judge people that are out of divine order but we want to bring order to our lives, to our heart, our approach, divine order matters. Even uh, Jesus coming, the Bible says he came or born of a virgin at, at the fullness of time. There was an order to this. Uh, Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world, but the manifestation of that in the earth um, came at a point in time that was ordered by God, all right? And so here's, here's another one, Job 10, verse 22, talking about divine order. Job 10, verse 22, a land is dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death. Here it is, without any order. So environments of darkness, environments that are, are influenced by the devil are out of order environments, places, situations that are not under dark environments that aren't under um, God's rule and God's order. It says they are without any order, right? So where even the light is like darkness, environments that are chaotic and out of order are environments of darkness. The Bible says, you know, that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against, you know, rulers of darkness in heavenly places. God, when we encounter Jesus, when we come to God, we, he brings order to our being. He brings divine order to our life. And God blesses what he is allowed to bring order to. All right? When divine order shows up, we all must make adjust, adjustments. So when the prophet came, he said, man, um, get your house in order. You're sick. You're about to die. That's what the prophet said to Hezekiah. And he had to get some things in order. And when divine order shows up in my life, I, may, I there's adjustments that need to be made. God never brings order to condemn us. He brings order to bless us. Divine order. Divine order. Think about this even just naturally with your personal finances. If you just spend however you want, there's no order to it. It's like, you know, there, 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 there's just, a, there's just, if, if there's just lack of order in your finances, just, you know, just um, overspending or, or, or just running up debt when you don't, you know, when you have an income or, you know, and I get it. We're all walking through a process and this isn't, um, this isn't to make people feel bad. It's just that God blesses order. And so when we bring order, even to our finances, the blessing starts to flow in that. All right, let's look at verse two. Second Kings chapter 20, verse two and three. It says this, then this is look, then he turned his face toward the wall, made an adjustment, started to cry out to God and prayed to the Lord. Hezekiah was about to die by way of the word of the Lord because he was sick. 
and he prayed to God and he said, look at this, remember now, oh Lord, I pray. Now I have walked before you in truth. He's like, look, God, this is what how I've done things. I've walked with you, God. Hold on a minute. I don't want to go just yet. It's not my time just yet, God. He prayed. He said, remember now, oh Lord, I pray. Now I have walked before you in truth, check, with a loyal heart, check, and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He wept, cried out to God. He did the right thing. He did the right thing. He went after God. He went after God. And so, um, and he reminded God, not that God forgot, but he said, remember, uh, God, remember, I've been walking with you, God. I, I've been walking. And this is my second point here, is every sacrifice you've made in your journey with God matters. Every sacrifice you've made matters to God. He's listening. He's listening. I just want to encourage you. Every seed you've sown, every time you've sacrificed something and nobody saw it, nobody, nobody acknowledged it, maybe, and you weren't doing it for them, I'm just here to encourage you right now. You have seed in the ground. Um, every sacrifice you made. He said, I walk with you with a loyal heart. God, I've, I've done what's right in your sight. I've walked with you in truth. And I just want to encourage you, every sacrifice you have made matters to God. And this, this scripture is a trip because this is, this is proof that our prayers can actually move God. This scripture is proof that there was something set in motion and this man prayed. And we're gonna read here in a minute how things started to change. So this is proof that your prayers don't only, uh, our prayers aren't only a powerful thing against the works of darkness and the enemy. The devil has to submit to the name of Jesus. He, the devil has to obey the word that's in you coming out of your mouth. Prayer is powerful against the works of darkness. Prayer, the devil has to run when we pray. The Bible says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil and he must flee. He's got to run. But here, Prayers actually moving God. It's actually changing what was act, was going to happen. So this proof that prayers move God. Prayer changes what would have happened. I believe that you are walking with God now because of somebody's prayers, and it changed what would have happened. I, I you've heard people say, you know, I don't know where I'd be without Jesus. And I think most of us know exactly where we'd be without Jesus. And the reason we're walking with him is somebody prayed and it moved something. It changed something. It moved God. It God, God, you know, he he God God did something specifically for Hezekiah because of his prayers. Moses interceded for Israel. God was gonna kill him. God, Moses said, no. And, and, my, and God re relented that, that it was Moses' prayers changed what was going to happen, all right? Um, uh, isn't this beautiful how God works? Is that he forgives the sin in your past when you come to him, but he will remember the sacrifices. He'll remember those moments when you loved people when you were done wrong. He remembers, I'm telling you, this is how the kingdom operates, seed time and harvest. And sometimes you've sown, and that's why the Bible says, don't grow weary, weary in well-doing, 
you will reap if you faint not. I, I want to encourage you, Hopeland Church, that you have seed in the ground. Uh, when, you, when you forgave others that did you wrong, when you shed tears um, and did what was right when it was hard behind closed doors, I'm here to tell you God remembers. He remembers when you chose honor. Here we go. He remembers when you forgave those. He remembers your faithful giving and generosity. He, you know, uh, he remembers that, you know, he remembers when you help those that couldn't do anything for you in return. He remembers all that. He remembers those times you worshiped when you were alone and it was hard. I'm here to tell you that God has an amazing memory. He remembers it. And I think we got to do like Hezekiah did and just say, God, remember, remember God, you know, and he got, he got, was getting intimate with, with, with the Lord. And he was like, God, remember, I've done this. Remember, I walk with you. Remember, this isn't like us to say, oh, we're so good. No, it's just God. Remember, I got some seed in the ground. Harvest is coming. It's how the kingdom operates. And, and look at Remember, church, that every sacrifice you've made, it matters. It might not matter to somebody else. You might have even forgot about it, but God remembers it. God remembers it. You, you know, his word will not return void. Um, and if we really think about this, I'm here to encourage you. You got some seed in the ground, some seeds of generosity, seeds of love, seeds of of, of hope into other people's lives, seeds you, 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 you were obedient to God when, when others walked away. I, I'm sure there's people that aren't walking with you now that were before and you kept walking with Jesus. I'm here to tell you that seed in the ground. There are things you've had to go through in your family, maybe some rejection, but you kept walking with God. Maybe some, maybe people kind of cut you off just because you wanted to do what was right and walk with Jesus and you were persecuted for it. I'm going to tell you that is some seed in the ground and harvest is coming. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that harvest is coming for you. There is seed in the ground. All right. Verse four, verse four, second Kings 20, verse four and five. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the Lord, that the Lord came to him saying, oh, here we go. It's changing. The man sought God. Why? Because the way Hezekiah approached the Lord in this, in this potentially tragic situation, this heart-wrenching situation, is it mattered to God. And I'm here to tell you, what matters to God, he will move. He's gonna move. Where's God at? Where's he at? I don't know what's going on. He's not doing this. I'm doing all this. He's gonna move. Be patient. Stay faithful. God is going to move on your behalf. It is how he works. I, I, can I even say, can I say this? God is obligated to his word. He is a faithful God. He is not going to do things contrary to what he promised and what he brought into the earth and the principles within his word that seed, time, and harvest is something that is in his heart. It's in his mind. It's how he operates. And if you got seed in the ground, something's going to change. So the word of the Lord came to him saying, so now the prophet's getting another word. He said, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. It's amazing how your prayer in your heart for God and 
your, your, your passion for Jesus and, and you're wanting to go after God, how, man, that's going to just pull the word of the Lord right back into your environment. Um, if you seek God, you're going to, the word is coming. The word is on the way. I mean, he didn't get too far. He didn't get too far. Um, Isaiah didn't get too far. And God said, look, go back. The man seeking me, I got a word for him. If you need a word, you want a word, you seek God. The word is coming. It's not going to return void. It's going to come with something. God has got a word for you. Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, that says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. Everything Everything done changed because this man sought God. He didn't seek him in a good time. He didn't seek him when he was feeling good. The man was sick. The man was about to die. He went after God when it was difficult. He went after God. That's all he had in that moment. And God came with the word. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Surely I will heal you on the third day. All right, there's a lot in the Bible about the third day. Life, resurrection, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Wow. Wow, here it is. Here's my next point. Every tear you've shed matters to God. So it says here, verse five, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Man, um, every tear matters. Every tear matters. Um, every, I've seen, that's what it says. I saw, I've seen your tears. Um, that's God talking to a man. Could, you know, it's not that he was a man, man, I mean, man or woman, but right here, he's talking to this man. I've seen your tears. God sees your tears. He sees them. He sees them. I've seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Once again, every tear you've shed matters to God. Your tears, you seek God, they matter. A broken and contrite heart he will not despise. Your tears are like seeds in, God, in, in, in the spirit when, when you're broken before God. A broken and contrite heart he will not despise. It's amazing uh, what God will do with your tears, your brokenness um, before him. You know, blessed are the broken in heart, broken in spirit. Blessed, the Bible says, your tears matter. He sees them. He knows they're there. And he will heal you. He will heal you. Um, Let's go to verse six. And I will add to your days 15 years. Man, he was literally about to die and God gave him 15 more years. 15 more years. 15 more years. God, God brought life. Again, hear this. He's about to die. Hezekiah submits to God's order. So get your house in order. He submits to God's order, God's arrangement. What is God's arrangement? It's... God's arrangement is to surrender to him and his will. And without being concerned with anything around that, like that everything else just 
is secondary. That is God's arrangement. It's absolute and total surrender to him. Say, God, you know, I'm going to go after you with all my heart. He submitted to the order of God and God breathed life, literally life, 15 more years because he came underneath God's arrangement, submitted under God's arrangement, said yes to God. Um, I, I believe we just, we need to be a little more simple in our faith nowadays. That man, I'm just gonna run with Jesus and see what happens. I'm just gonna obey God and I'm not gonna worry about all the details all the time. I'm not gonna be all worked up about this or that. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna obey God. I'm gonna simply go after God. I'm gonna, I just wanna be a sheep. I just wanna hear his voice and follow him. He's my shepherd, I'm his sheep, I'm gonna follow him. I believe we need to we need to uh, follow him and seek after him with simplicity of heart, you know, and not let the devil or life or or society or politics or or anything else for that matter to interrupt the simplicity of my faith. I am going after Jesus. I'm going to seek him with all of my heart. I'm going to come underneath his arrangement, and I'm going to allow him to do what he wants to do with this life right here. He is worth it all. He is worth every bit of every trial, tribulation, persecution, misunderstanding. He is worth it all. He is worth it. He is, you know, by the worthy is the lamb that was slain. I mean, he is worth it. My sacrifice pales in comparison to his, and he is worth even that little bit of thing I give him, which is my life. And I just give it to him. Just let him do what he does and, and, and to come underneath his, his rule and his authority and, and, and say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I want to I wanna walk with you. I'm not trying to fit in with society or fit into what, whatever anybody else is doing. I'm going to follow Jesus. You know, I'm going to follow him. You know, worldly pleasures all forsaken. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, the cross before me, my past behind me. I just want to follow Jesus. <laughs> That's it. And 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 it's and I don't have to, I don't need answers about everything else in my life. I mean, if we're talking about my faith and my relationship with God, I, what matters to him is 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 me. Is you, your your heart, your life, you. And so God take it all. Uh, I don't I don't need I don't need you to give me a million answers about everything. I just I just want you. I just that I might know him, the the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and I am gonna be just fine here on planet Earth as long as I keep my focus on him, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of my faith. That is it. That is what I'm going to do. That is what we're called to do, right? And you just keep going after God. You keep going after God, all right? It says, I will deliver you and this city. Second Kings chapter 20, verse 6. Now I will add to your days 15 years, and I will deliver you. I will deliver you and this city. I will deliver you. I mean, he... I mean, I think homeboy Hezekiah wanted to, I mean, he just wanted, he didn't want to die. And God did exceedingly abundantly above anything he could ask or think. He's like, man, I just, God, I've been walking with you. I've been, I've been, I've been serving you. I got some seed in the ground, God. 
And God didn't only deliver him, he said, and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. Now we'll defend this city. God starts talking about the city. It's more than us. It's more than me. It's more than you. There's, there, there's, more, there's people that are attached to you. It says, and defend the city for my, own, for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, because you saw me, and it, it didn't even put a homeboy's name in here. I say homeboy, I don't mean that disrespectfully, Hezekiah. I know he's in heaven right now. I don't want you to look at me disrespectfully. Like, I'm just saying that Hezekiah wasn't even in the scripture. God's like, look, God had a legacy, a promise in David that he was fulfilling in a city because somebody in the current generation named Hezekiah went after God when it wasn't easy. And it, and it brought forth a promise that was before Hezekiah and it was for the people of God, for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, for the sake of my servant, David. The promise I had in David, the son of David, Jesus is in that lineage. He's talking about legacy here. He's talking about a blessing in the earth on people because of one man that chose to serve God and to pursue God when it wasn't easy. And for the sake of my servant David, this, then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. And so, I mean, there's the miracle right there. Uh, I have no, I, I don't have the revelation on why the figs and all that, but, but think about that. So then I promise like, yo, give me some figs and let's put this on the boil where he's, the man is sick uh, and he recovered. You shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So the man recovered, the man recovered. Hezekiah was used by God to keep God's promise alive in the earth. He talked about David. David is that promise. Jesus is the son of David. He talked about a promise in the earth and Hezekiah was used by God to keep God's promise alive in the earth. There was a generational blessing that Hezekiah was a part of making happen in his generation. And this is my last point. The people in your life matter to God. And your obedience is connected to the blessing on their life. We are way more connected than we all realize. When, 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 when Hezekiah got it right, God started to bless the city he was in, started to bless the people that were surrounding and connected to this, to this leader. And so uh, the people in your life matter to God. All right, so let's play, pray, folks. Um, not play. We're not going to play right now. We're going to pray. Okay. So um, I just want to pray for you about this. Uh, and really, uh, I just feel in my heart to encourage you out there uh, that you've made sacrifices. You've been obedient. You've shed tears. And all that matters to God. All that matters. It's not lost. It's not lost. Um, seed is, and the kingdom of God, seed is never lost. Seed is never lost. Um, and I want to pray over that for you. I want to pray over that. I want to. I want our prayers to water those seeds. And this God is attracted to it. He's gonna. He's gonna move. He's coming through. He might not come when we want him, but he's right on time. I know that sounds so cliche, but I. He. He knows what he's doing. He. He has ordered it, and he is moving in your life. I hope you were inspired by this message. 
And my prayer is that you literally change your world as a result of putting into action something you heard from this message today. If you're ever in the LA area, please join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Have an amazing day. 